Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of Cover Your Assets KC, the podcast that's going to help you get a little bit smarter, a little bit sharper, and all that jazz when it comes to your retirement and financial planning. I'm Walter Storholt alongside David Dickens, President and Wealth Advisor at KC Financial Advisors with an office in Overland Park. You can find us online at CoverYourAssetsKC.com. David, great to be with you this week. How are you? Uh, You know, I'm doing pretty well this week, Walter. We had Christmas kind of hanging out there, looming close. I've done a bunch of my shopping, and so I'm feeling pretty good about things. We, uh, we're really sort of counting down the days at this point, aren't we? <laughs> we are, and it always seems to go a little faster than you think it's going to come. Yes, uh, the, the weeks start to feel like days, that is for sure. And uh, I know a lot of people might be scrambling around doing some last-minute shopping, or you know, I guess it's not technically last-minute yet, but you know, we'll be getting down to the wire soon for anybody who's still got gifts on their list to buy and that sort of thing. And we also have a topic today, David, that will sort of help any folks who, I don't know, might before the end of the year still have an opportunity to make some wise financial decisions. And in particular, we're going to talk about some Roth conversion misconceptions. In fact, David has prepared for us seven of these common misconceptions that we're going to address on today's show. And what we might find out of this conversation, David, is that folks may want to make some changes before the end of the year if they find that maybe they are following some of these misconceptions. Well, I think that's exactly right, which hopefully our timing is pretty good being what the second week or so of December. So there's a little bit of time left to, uh, if you're going to do a Roth conversion, a little bit of time left. And frankly, whether these are 2021 or 2022 conversions, these are seven things you really need to to know and to keep in mind as you're considering if a Roth conversion is the right thing for you. Well, fantastic. I can't wait to hear the list. You want to kick us off with the first one? Well, sure. I guess since we're talking about the fact that it's mid-December, we ought to start. It wasn't my first one on my list, but let's just kick this one right up to the start to say that I get a lot of misconceptions when talking about these with people because they can make a Roth contribution until April 15th of next year, same way with an IRA contribution. But if you're going to do a Roth conversion, then you have to do that before December 31st of the year that the conversion is effective. So basically, if you're looking at a Roth conversion and you want it done this year, you have about two and a half weeks or three weeks left to go. And based on my experience with custodians, most of our money, our client monies are held at TD Ameritrade. You do not want to wait until the week between Christmas and New Year to get it done. So the time to pull the trigger on a 2021 Roth conversion is probably this week. So hopefully these, these other misconceptions can help you figure out whether this is your year to do one or whether you want to push it off a little into the future. I'm glad you addressed that one, David. I think if you had given me a pop quiz, I would have probably gotten that one wrong. I would have assumed it just followed the same rules as the contributions. So that's good to know that conversions follow a little bit different timeline. Yeah, you know, you got to have so many rules with anything related to the tax code in America. You know, you wouldn't want to make things really straightforward. You want to keep it very confusing. So if, if something follows really the common sense logic, we've got to cancel that out a little bit, right? <laughs> exactly. That's why it takes, what, 60,000 pages or some crazy number uh, as far as the tax code in America. Crazy, crazy. All right. So that's a good first one. How about misconception number two? So I get a lot of this. The answer is, number two is, anybody 
with an IRA can do a Roth conversion. The only person that can't do a Roth conversion is somebody that doesn't have an IRA. So there aren't any income limits. Uh, you know, Bill Gates can do a Roth conversion. Uh, Warren Buffett can do a Roth conversion. You don't have to have any earned income. You can be retired for 20 years, uh, but you can still do a Roth conversion and you can make a gazillion dollars and do a conversion. So basically anybody that has an IRA can do a Roth conversion. So that should speak to someone who maybe has wanted to do a Roth IRA, but perhaps because of income levels can't do an IRA, they can, however, do a Roth conversion. So a reason for folks like that to have their ears perk up a little bit, perhaps. Exactly. And we're going to go through, you know, a few of the reasons why they may or may not want to do one, but they can if they've got an IRA. Okay. All right. Misconception number three. So there aren't any limits as to how much uh, you can convert in any one year. There's some wisdom involved, uh, but there's no limit. So, you know, with an, with an IRA contribution, if you're under 55, you can do under 50, you can do a, 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 a $6,000. Once you're over 50, you can do a $7,000 contribution. But there aren't any limits as to how much of a conversion you can do. So then it's just a matter of doing the calculation to figure out, am I still smart doing a certain amount of money? And, and we'll cover that here in just a second. Okay, yeah, that one sounds like it'll be helpful to pair with another, another misconception, so, but no limit overall on how much you can do. That's good to know. Yeah, just to put a number on it, let's say you had a half million dollar IRA. Well, you could <laughs> convert it all in one year. That wouldn't be a tax smart strategy, but you could do that. The difference between could and should. <laughs> Illustrated there. <laughs> yes. Sounds very parental, doesn't it? It does. It does. All right. Uh, what about misconception number four? So I have a number of clients who have inherited IRAs. Eh, they might have inherited from a parent or from a deceased sister or brother. One of the things you can't do with Roth conversions is you are not allowed to convert a beneficiary IRA into a Roth. Now, you know, there, there might be some good reasons that you would want to do that, but it doesn't matter. You can't do that. So you can convert your own, but you cannot convert an inherited IRA into a Roth IRA. Okay. So now, so no inherited to Roth can't go that direction. Correct. You can, in, you can inherit a Roth IRA. You just can't turn an inherited IRA into an inherited Roth IRA. Not allowed. Interesting. Why would they do that, David? Why is that? Why is there a restriction? <laughs> wow. Now that is a really. I don't. I don't actually know. Uh, now these days, you know, it used to be that you could take an inherited IRA and stretch it out over your lifetime, but that all changed about a year and a half ago. Such that now they have this ten-year clean-out provision. Frankly, an inherited, the IRS is going to. They're going to get that money at some point. The tax money owed on that inherited IRA. Why they wouldn't want to be able to accelerate that into the current year, I'm not exactly sure. We've yeah. got such a big budget deficit. You would think that everything in the tax code would encourage you to pay taxes sooner rather than later. But for some reason, it got set up, and it could have been something that was overlooked years ago. But for whatever reason, they do not allow that. That's interesting. Yeah, I would have, uh, again, if that had been a quiz, would have gotten that one wrong because I would have uh, made some, you know, common sense assumptions. And uh, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I got to stop, stop doing that, apparently. <laughs> All right. How about another misconception? 
Everybody knows that if you take money out of your IRA or your Roth IRA before 59 and a half, you get a penalty, and that penalty is a 10% penalty. But what most people don't know is that if you do a Roth conversion, let's say you're 55, you're thinking about doing retirement planning, for some reason you might have low income in that year, and you say, gosh, it'd be great if I could do a Roth conversion this year, but I don't want to pay that 10% penalty. Well, the good news is with a Roth conversion, there is no penalty regardless of age. So you don't have to worry about that nasty old 10% penalty for uh, doing pulling money out of your Roth or out of your IRA pre-59 and a half because there isn't one. Good to know. Nice it, one, when they don't penalize us snag. like that. Yeah. So there's always a little snag. And the one snag is when you do a Roth conversion, you, are, you can pay, let's say you have a, a Roth, an IRA, and a brokerage account. Let's say you're going to move $50,000 from your IRA into your Roth as a Roth conversion you are going to owe taxes on that money, right? And so what you could do is take money out of that brokerage account or out of your bank account and pay the taxes. Or you could have the custodian, usually Fidelity or TD Ameritrade or Schwab, they could withhold money from that conversion amount and in effect pay the taxes for you. If you do that with a Roth conversion and you're under 59 and a half, the amount that was withheld is considered to be a distribution and would have that 10% penalty. So just a quick little wrap up final point on that. If you're doing a Roth conversion and you're in your 50s or 40s or 30s and you pay the taxes out of a brokerage account or a bank account or some other funds, then there's no penalty for doing that Roth conversion. If you pay the taxes out of the money being converted, the amount of taxes that you withheld would be considered a withdrawal, and that would be subject to the 10% penalty. Okay, that's a good clarification on that item. All right, is that, uh, was that six down, one to go? Well, let's see, that might have been, if that wasn't number five, I would like it to be number five, because I still have a couple. Oh, okay, well, let's call it number five then, I like Let's call it number five. I think we had a 5A and a 5B (laughs) somewhere in there, maybe. so. So, we just talked a little bit about taxes. And what a lot of people don't realize is the taxes, let's say you do a a conversion here next week and it's a 2021 conversion. The taxes aren't actually owed until next April. So you may choose to withhold taxes out of that conversion or you may pay them from a bank account or a brokerage account. Either way, you wouldn't have to pay those taxes until next April, the filing date, April 15th. So here's why that might be important. I have one client this year who did a Roth conversion and they are going to have taxes. They're going to pay the taxes out of the IRA that they're converting from. But because of where their tax bracket is, what we're going to do is take the money out next year in a different tax year to pay those taxes. So they can convert the entire amount to the Roth this year. Let's just say it was 50 grand. And let's just say they're going to owe 20% in taxes. So that's a $10,000 tax bill. What we're going to do this year is take $50,000 out of that IRA, put it into their Roth. And next year, we're going to withdraw $10,000 out of their IRA to pay for the taxes. And we'll do that next April. So the taxes aren't actually due until tax day next year. That's helpful to know as well. Okay, good, good. 
Uh, so lots of misconceptions here. Hopefully everybody is keeping up. And the, I think the key thing here is if you identify with one or two of these misconceptions as something you thought was the other way around, or there's a new piece of information here uh, that you didn't know about, well, that's a great thing. First, that you know, you're getting some education out of this. And number two, might be a great reminder to get in touch with David if you need any help with your financial plan, retirement, or if you're looking to make a Roth conversion before the end of the year. If it sounds like something that might be um, you know, in your wheelhouse or something you'd like to do based on the conversation today. We'll give you details on how you can get in touch with David in a few moments. But last but not least, David, how about misconception number seven? Yeah. So the last one here is that partial conversions are, are allowed. They're absolutely allowed. And usually that's the smartest way to go. So by way of example, let's say that you have a $250,000 IRA. Let's say you have a million dollars in IRAs, but you have a $250,000 IRA that you would like to convert uh, into a Roth. And the question is, do I do it all in 2021 or should I do it over time? And that the answer to that is, how can you structure it such that you pay the least amount of tax on each conversion? So in most cases, the answer is it's unlikely to be Convert the entire $250,000 in this year. What you're probably going to want to do, let's just say, is maybe you are 66 years old. You know that your required distributions don't start till age 72. So you might say, I think we'll convert $50,000 a year over the next five years. Before my, so in that sweet spot between when my required distributions start. And that way, I'll owe taxes on an extra $50,000 each year. But that tax rate is likely to be smaller than if I were to do the, at $50,000 a year, than if I were to do the entire $250,000 this year. So maybe, for example, you're married filing joint, you are, um, maybe you make a hundred grand a year in retirement. You got some social security, you got some pension, maybe you have a part-time job. And you know that the 22% bracket ends at $172,000. Well, if you take the entire $250,000 conversion in this year, well, that's gonna bump you up into the 32% bracket. Whereas if you take $50,000 a year for the next five years, that's gonna leave you in the 22% bracket. Well, that's a big difference. 10% of that $250,000 conversion, that's 25 grand that you don't have to send off to the IRS if you're a little bit careful. So the takeaway is everybody's situation is different. Your tax bracket is gonna be different from your brother-in-law's or your cousin's or the guy down the street. What you wanna make sure that you do is just take a look at what's the smartest way that I can make these Roth conversions over time, probably not all in one year. So over time, how many years would I wanna uh, divide that up into smaller bite-sized pieces? such that I can pay less in taxes over time. That's helpful as well, David. So that gets back to the should rather than just the yes, you can. Uh, the, the, the should the, to go with the could from earlier on in the list, right? Exactly. And so, so a caveat to this whole discussion, Walter, and we've talked about it before on, on prior podcasts where we've talked about Roth conversions, but there can be some unintended consequences of doing bigger sized Roth conversions. Two of those are just for for ease of discussion. One is that these will usually make your social security income 
taxable. If it wasn't taxable before, let's say that you had income of less than 40 grand and you're married filing joint. Some of your social security is not going to be taxable. And in, and in doing a Roth conversion, you are going to make the mo the maximum amount of your social security to become taxable. That's 85% of what you get in a social security check. So that can be absolutely be a good thing. And, and most people considering a Roth conversion are probably already going to have most of their social security being taxable anyway. So it probably doesn't make a difference for you. The second piece is probably what might make a difference for you. And that is there's a special calculation that the IRS does to determine whether or not you have to pay a penalty rate on your Medicare premium. And so round numbers, if you're married to filing joint, that starts at about 176 grand of taxable income. Another reason why in the previous example, that last example, you wouldn't want to convert an entire $250,000 or $500,000 IRA into a Roth in one year. You're probably going to want to stay underneath the first hurdle, $176,000, where Medicare starts the surcharge. And then it graduates in at you know, $222,000 and $276,000. There are different stair steps that Medicare becomes more and more. You, you, you pay a bigger and bigger penalty rate. So you're just going to want to make sure that you pay attention to those types of, I'm going to call them missteps, where it may make sense for you to pay the penalty rate for a couple of years. But in a lot of cases, if you stretch it out over a long enough period of time and your ages, you and your wife's age, you and your spouse's ages line up correctly, you might be able to avoid most or all of that type of Medicare surcharge. And you might be able to avoid Social Security taxability. So those are all things you want to take into account. Uh, over the next week as you're looking to your 2021 Roth conversion. Um, if all of that gets a little too complicated, get some good advice, maybe really heat up your Google search. Uh, there's got to be a ton of information online about this or just go get some good advice from somebody. Either way, uh, Roth conversions can make a big difference in uh, the, your taxability of your income in retirement. And so for a lot of people, it does make some good sense. Very, very helpful. Thank you, David, so much for the guidance and advice on the show today. And if you do need some assistance with your financial planning, don't hesitate to reach out to David and the team at KC Financial Advisors. Again, the best ways to get in touch, you can find contact info in the description of today's show or call 913-317-1414. That's 913-317-1414. Or go online to CoverYourAssetsKC.com. That's CoverYourAssetsKC.com. Com. David, thank you for the help. Any last-minute shopping that you have to knock out, or have you pretty much uh, gussied everything up at this point? Well, there's always a little bit, and so... Uh, part of the fun to... is saving a little bit for the last minute, right? <laughs> yeah, as long as you're not waiting on it from a barge that's stuck out in uh, mm. Los Angeles. That's some true. pier somewhere or whatever. But Yes, yes. I'm in, I'm actually I'm in surprisingly good shape for this time of December. Save the fun little knickknacks for the end. <laughs> Just make sure you right. get the big stuff out of the way early. Yeah. Yep, so good. got that done. Good policy. All right, David, we appreciate it, and we will talk to you again next week. Everybody, thanks for joining us this week on the Cover Your Assets KC Podcast. We'll talk soon.
Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.